Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Lovely Freaks podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And this is Hannah. Sorry, I'm Hannah. Hi, how are you? <laughs> she was looking at me and I was like, what? Oh, yeah, my name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, And welcome to the fourth episode, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Fourth episode. So, <clears throat> today, well, I just want to start off by saying thank you to everybody who has followed us and subscribed and commented and liked and all of that jazz. Um, jazz. We we are grateful to you guys. Um, If you want to, I'll put it down in the link, obviously, but once again, if you go to our Instagram page now, uh, which is Lovely Freaks Podcast, on Instagram, we have a link in our bio that goes straight to all of our social media and even we have now where you guys can buy us a cup of coffee. If you don't know what that is, it's this little thing where you can kind of like donate um, and that'll just help us get better stuff, get better equipment, um, upgrade all of our stuff so that way it'll help you guys when you want to listen to us and it'll make things a little easier. So, if you want to click that link in the bio, you can go do that. And if you saw the title, then you know what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. And this is the girl from American Horror Story, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. You kind of know. Yeah. Well, I don't know her background. Yeah, yeah. I never said it in American Horror Story, but. Yeah, so we are, like, huge American Horror Story fans. Yeah. Like, we like, I like all the seasons, but my favorite seasons are Coven, and her favorite season is Coven and Apocalypse. Like, those are our two favorite, um, they were just balls awesome. So, (laughs) so anyways, yeah, so we're going to talk about Marie Laveau. So, let's just get started. Marie Laveau was born... Marie Catherine Laveau, um, September 10th, 1801, in New Orleans, Louisiana. She was actually born the same month my son was. It's crazy. Like, Isaac was born on the 7th. She was born on the 10th. Yeah. He's a voodoo. He's a voodoo. I don't know what... Master. I don't know what they're called. Men. I don't don't really know. So, anywho. um, First of all, I just want to say that I love New Orleans... New Orleans is, like, one of my favorite places to visit that and the mountains. If I could just go to New Orleans all the time and the yeah. mountains all the time, I'd be set. So, all this takes place in New Orleans, and I didn't realize that she was actually born there, but evidently so. So, in 1798, a merchant and former slave named Catherine Henry built a small cottage on St. Anne Street in New Orleans. Three years later... Her granddaughter, Marie Laveau, was born in that house. She was... Marie Laveau was the daughter of Charles Trudio? Trudio? If I butcher these names, really sorry. Um, He was a grocery store owner. And her mother, Marguerite Henry, was a free woman of color who... She was Choctaw Native American... African and French descent, which I just have to say, she was probably a gorgeous woman. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Marie Laveau was really pretty. <clears throat> There's not any pictures of her, 
because she didn't really like getting her picture taken. Mm. And I'll explain that. I think it had to do something. I was going to say, maybe we can look her up. But, yeah. Oh, but it. there's not any pictures of her mother. But there are pictures of Marie Laveau, and she was really pretty. Well, not pictures, paintings. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was really gorgeous, too. So the house was a little wooden house. It had four rooms, and there was a huge garden in front. And everyone would always say that, like, this was the most beautiful house in the French Quarter. <clears throat> but, however, underneath all the beauty, something evil and wicked was going on in that house, and it was the voodoo practice of New Orleans. So, a little bit of voodoo history for you, if you don't know. So, when Africans were brought over as slaves, they were made, they were made to practice the religion of their French slave owners, which was Catholics. They were Catholic. Um, but they kind of mixed the symbols of their African heritage and the saints of Catholicism and made their own religion, which is voodoo. And voodoo translates loosely to those who serve the spirits. <clears throat> and at first it wasn't like, it wasn't associated with the black magic or anything like that. It was just a way for them to keep up with like their old African traditions and kind of keep it alive in the new world they had just, you know, been forced to go live in. So was it considered a religion? Or For them, yeah. So it was yeah. just kind of a religion okay. they made up. They took like saints from Catholics, Catholicism. Catholicism. Yeah. And they took some of their spiritual rituals and deities, I guess, that they worshipped and kind of mixed the two. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the core belief in New Orleans voodoo was that one god didn't interfere in everyday life, but that spirits did. They believed that the creator was essentially unreachable by humans. So that kind of reminds me of Catholics because they don't believe that you can talk directly to God. You have to go through a priest. Priest. So they worshipped lesser spirits that they called Loa. 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 I, I think I'm saying that right. And they would connect with these spirits by doing, like, dances, music, chanting, all different kinds of rituals. They would use snakes. They would sacrifice animals, like a lamb or a chicken or something. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just a little bit of backstory about the voodoo. Um, so, now we're going to jump back to Marie. So, Marie, she first started out as a, kind of like a witch doctor. Um, the yellow fever was like a big pandemic that was going on at the time and Western medicine couldn't figure out how to cure it. Yeah. <clears throat> so she actually, it said that she would walk through the streets with a stone, like a red stone in her hand mm-hmm. and a match and she would go up to somebody who was sick and she would light the match and then they, she would say anymore. like a, she would say like a chant or something and then they would be like magically cured. Well, we need that now with the coronavirus. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let's get that yeah. red stone and that light that match. What is it? No, whatever she was doing. Um, people would see her healing people, mm-hmm. what they thought, and they would flock to her for all different types of stuff. Most of the times, they would want her to fix, like, their everyday problems or something like that. Um, she even would... She was a big, like, she would try to save... Um, enslaved servants and help them escape their captives because at the time 
there was slaves, but there were a lot of people of color in New Orleans that came over with the French that weren't slaves. Some of them were free people. So it was kind of like a mix. Um, but politicians, lawyers, businessmen, they would all come to her and like, you know, try to, I guess they thought of her as like a fortune teller. Like they could be like, hey, what do you think? Is this a good business deal? Should I do this? Should I do that? And yeah. she would give them like advice and stuff like that. And sometimes they would, you know, their advice that she would give would pan out. And so they thought that she was using magic to give them these answers. But then she began practicing a type of magic called Grigri. She would use, um, she would use this for good. So someone would come to her with a problem. And this is basically what Grigri is. <clears throat> someone would come to her with a problem. Let's say somebody came to her and said, um, I want, you know, I have infertility problems or something like that. And I want mm -hmm. a baby. So she would pray at her altar and she would either be holding like a doll or something that she mixed in a bag. It could be a feather and a rock or just any kind of items. And I think sometimes it was items of the people's too. Yes. Yeah, that would come. Probably. And she would pray that the spirit would put itself into this item so that way when the person got it, the spirit would go with that person and help them. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what she was doing for people in the community. Um, people thought her charms could fix anything, and many people thought that she had amazing powers. Some thought that her powers weren't because she was the voodoo queen, but that she was well-connected. So she had a beauty parlor. She ran a beauty parlor too and she ran it for like the wealthier families in New Orleans. So a lot of people just thought well she doesn't really have any magical powers. She's not a voodoo or you know nothing like that. She's just because you guys I've, I'm a cosmetologist too. I don't work in a salon but I have and um, I mean you know like everything that goes on in town. Like the gossip yeah. is thick. And so <laughs> a lot of people would think Oh, she just found this gossip out about somebody and then, you know, like if a mistress comes in and is like, yeah, I had an affair with judge so-and-so, then she would go tell the judge, you know, I know you're having an affair. I'm going to tell your wife if you don't stop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that happen that I'm just like, mm, I don't really know if it's because she was well connected, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whatever the case, she did get the title of being the voodoo queen of New Orleans. In 1918, 19, no, not 19, in 1819, so say sorry, we fucking jumped. <laughs> dyslexia, uh, she married a man from Haiti, and his name was Jacques Paris. Uh, not much is known about him, though, and or their marriage, because a year after they got married, he just suddenly, like, disappeared. Ooh. And they don't even know, like, anything about his um, voodoo, on him. voodoo on him. Some people think that she, well, that's exactly what some people thought. Some people think that she did voodoo and, like, that's why they never found him or never found his body. But whatever the case is, she became a widow. And then a year later, she met in a man, a new man named Christophe Clapion. They couldn't legally get married, though. Because he was a white man and she was, you know, she was an African, African black. American. 
And so at that time, Africans American African Americans and whites could not get married. It was illegal mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Um, however, they did live together for the whole time. Like they lived together till they till they died um, in the cottage that her grandmother had built. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you. Yeah. So they all lived together in this cottage. They had seven children, but only two of them survived to childhood. Which I thought was kind of sad. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But she would... So, Marie, after she had her kids, um, she still was performing, you know, voodoo and stuff like that. And she would perform voodoo ceremonies every week with other women that were practicing voodoo, too. She would call down different voodoo spirits. One child that walked by her quarters one night while they were doing these voodoo things Mm -hmm. claims that as he walked by he was hearing all these loud noises and stomping light lights and then lightning struck the ground where they were standing Mm -hmm. and she called down right as she called down the lightning spirit god oh yeah okay that's what he this boy claims these gods or demons that that were in voodoo can be good or harmful depending on how they are performed and depending on how the rituals are performed you know it could they could call it something evil <laughs> many people from the french quarter could hear these rituals going on all night every summer at lake pontchartrain which i've been there before she would hold the most important holiday known as feast of saint john and they still have this holiday today in New Orleans. So, St. John was a very important voodoo saint in the practice. They believed that he would rise up one day and free all the slaves. The feast that they had would consist of hundreds and hundreds of men and women. They would be in white robes. And they would go to the swamps in New Orleans and around mm-hmm. Lake Pontchartrain. And they would... Light huge bonfires and sing old songs and dance. Marie would usually sacrifice an animal, like a black goat or ro- uh, roach. A roach. A, a rooster. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. She's like, and now the roach. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> a roach? Okay. <laughs> black goat or a rooster. And, uh. A rooster, okay. Yeah. And Marie would bring her older daughter to the feast, and it said that her older daughter would dance and move around like she was kind of like possessed by the spirits. So did her daughter become a voodoo person too? We're going to get into that. Okay. So a lot of people in New Orleans community were voodoo followers, but the people that did have a problem with the voodoo practices, of course, were the Americans and the Europeans that had come over. Uh, the Americans were actually terrified of the voodoo practices because they didn't really understand it, and they thought... I, I'm pretty sure they probably... I mean, this is back then, and I'm They probably sure, thought it was Satan. Yeah, it was like witchcraft. They thought anything was Satan back then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We breathed um, wrong. Satan! Yeah. <laughs> um, after, you show your ankles, Satan! After the... She's a witch! <laughs> um, after the Louisiana Purchase, though, after that happened... And the French were driven out. The Americans decided that voodoo was going to stop. Like, that's it. We're done. We're not doing this anymore. The summer of 1850 
was when the Americans and the local government had finally had enough, and they decided that they were going to go into the voodoo communities. The police raided a home where there were 50-plus people that were practicing a voodoo ritual, and they destroyed all their altars and their statues and everything, which I'm just like, why couldn't you just, like, just arrest them? Like, why'd you have to destroy all their stuff, Stuff. you know? That's Um, just being a douchebag. Yeah. Then they arrested many of the women, and some of them got away. But while they were in jail, there were protests in the streets, and there were violent, you know, protests. And the voodoo, excuse me, the voodoo community was mad because they were like, you're infringing on our rights to freedom of religion. Yeah. Because that was a thing then. The judge, however, didn't listen to them and wanted them to stop the voodoo, thinking that it was evil or, you know, witches, like I said. Uh, Marie, she would, so she began learning rituals and doing voodoo that could help her get her people released from jail. Mm -hmm. So many of the things that she was doing was she would, like, she would do, like, a, a ritual that would, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. She would do a ritual that she would say, or vood- the voodoo community would say, that would get, like, if somebody was in the courtroom, mm-hmm. she could make them stop talking. Like, if somebody mm-hmm. was on the stand, she could make them stop talking. She could make them forget what they were doing. She could change the judge's mind. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of people thought that she was just doing that, saying that, but actually she was helping these people get out of jail because she was well-connected. It goes back to people not believing the voodoo. You know, they just thought she was well-connected, which, I mean... It would be weird. You could only bribe the judge so much. much, He already said that he was mad and he didn't want to let them out. But then, like, why would people even show up if they they bribed them? If she bribed them to be forgetful or not say anything, why would they even show up? They'd be like, uh, I can't come, and they wouldn't come, you know? Yeah. So there was just a lot of weird stuff going on, but one of the things that happened, this is kind of weird, so one day in the French Quarter, French Quarter, she did something crazy. So there was two men that were convicted of murder, Mm -hmm. and she didn't want these men to go free, but she did this. People say that she did this so that way she could prove a point. So, the hangman were bringing, or whatever they're called, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called, they were bringing them up to the gallows to be hung, and they were standing on the platform where, you know, it's going to drop below them, mm-hmm. and they put the nooses around their neck, and these are two, the two convicted murders. they put the nooses around their neck, and then all of a sudden, the platform falls out from under them, and they drop to the ground, but... They dropped to the ground without the ropes around their neck. Hmm. And then, like, a storm comes, like, really quick. And lightning strikes the ground, like, a bunch of times. And then it starts raining really hard. And then all of a sudden, everything just stops, like, all at once. Yeah. And people say that they saw her in the crowd during this. Yeah. So, some people said that she did that to prove a point that she still was like, I'm a badass. 
and yeah. I can do whatever I want. Or, you know, people think, okay, it was just a fluke, but I'm going to stick with the badass part yeah. because <laughs> that's a little weird. That's a huge fluke. Yeah. <laughs> it just all of a sudden starts raining and a storm comes up. Um, so, she had two daughters, Philomene, I think that was, let me, wait, I gotta look, because, yeah, Philomene, that's her name, because mm-hmm. for some reason I always think that was, like, that's wrong, um, but no, Philomene and Marie the Second. so Marie the Second, after being visited, so, really weird. She was visited by a snake one night Hmm. that she claimed told her that she was going to have more power than her mother. And she decided Hmm. then that she was going to become the voodoo queen like her mother and she would start learning. Mm -hmm. However, she wasn't just learning about ways to help people. She also wanted to learn about the dark magic. And even she even wanted to learn about like killing people, like how she could kill people using voodoo. Mm Mm-hmm. So she took it to a dark place. She took a dark turn. Um, she made a dark altar in the back room, which was nothing like the one that her mom had. Her mom's altar was like white and clean, and it had candles and all these different, you know, Pretty fertility things. gods and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but hers, however, had a statue of a bear, a lion, a tiger, and a wolf. And no Catholic saints. So her mom had Catholic saints at hers because that yeah. was a big part of it. And she didn't. Marie the Second. Visitors said that she seemed possessed when she was doing the rituals. Like when she was doing her grigri. Mm-hmm. Or what they thought it was. Um, some people thought that it was a demon she was actually coming in contact with. And the back room where she was doing all this stuff in. Like her sister and her mom. Even Marie Laveau the First would say, like, she was, like, it was dark energy back there. Yeah. Like, really dark energy. Did her mom say anything about this? Did she tell her not to do this or told her not, like, you're not permitted to do this? Or no? She never told, well, as far as, like, we know, she never told her that she wasn't permitted. Stuff's about to get real, so just hold on. Okay. <laughs> but she never, she never told her that she wasn't permitted to do it, as far as we know. But things get a little weird, so... Uh, the youngest sister, though, Marie the Second, she got married and she began to do some healing practices from voodoo. I mean, the youngest sister. I'm sorry. Not the oldest. The youngest sister. Oh. Philomene. That's yeah. her name. Okay. So she started doing voodoo, Back too? Up. She started vo- doing voodoo, but she did it more of like a witch doctor type and she wanted to like heal oh. people, you know? Kind of like her mom. Yeah. And she did most, and she kind of did it mostly on like Catholicism based so she did more of the Catholic side of it mm-hmm. she just wanted to help sick people and she would make herbs and do different blessings and things like that Okay. so after the Civil War slavery was gone but many people labeled it as a demonic and evil uh, religion, talking about voodoo mm-hmm. so some proposed that many voodoo practices should be practice practicers should be lynched or even put in prison. So stuff was getting like real, like mm-hmm. on the streets. But Marie the Second 
kept pretending like she was untouchable and she refused to quit. Philomene, her youngest sister, who was married and still living in the family cottage, which they lived in this cottage, like all of them together. And the situation gets really weird, like an awkward. And I'll explain that. Okay. But she didn't want to go to the back room. She didn't want to have anything to do with the dark rituals that her sister was doing, Marie the Second. Mm-hmm. Um, and she never even attempted to like, like if an outsider would come and they would be like, "Hey, I want to see Marie the Second." She would be like, "No, she's not here. Go away and yeah. never come back." Like she got to the point where she was doing that with her sister's clients because she was just taking all this to a dark place. A lot of people kept saying that they would see the original Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen, Mm -hmm. around town, and she had not aged. So apparently, Marie Laveau the first and her daughter, Marie Laveau the second, apparently they looked alike. So much alike that people would see her on the street and she'd be like, oh, that's... That's Marie Laveau, the original one. Yeah. She must have done something where she couldn't age. But actually, it was... So, that's where the American Horror Story went. Because she can't age in the in the Mar- in American Horror Story. And I was wondering where that came from. So, do you think, like, that's the reason she didn't want to take pictures? Is because she lived... She could live forever? Well, that's what some people thought. Some people thought okay, this was always Marie Laveau, the first, and it never was the second, but it's recorded that it was her daughter. Her daughter kind of, like, took her place. Um, Marie, the second, they were seeing her around town, like I said, and she was slowly becoming her mother and kind of taking her place and, and, you know, starting to do practices and stuff like she was. But all the while... The older Marie was actually still alive. So, she just had become older and weaker and could no longer practice voodoo like she used to be able to. So, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how much they looked alike, I guess. And even people that... Like, that's the crazy part. Like, I look like my mom, but if somebody saw me in the street, they wouldn't be like, oh, it's Tanya. Yeah. She's younger. Younger again. (laughs) Yeah. You know how it is, humans, just getting younger. Like, no, I don't think anybody would think that. Um, Marie the Second. I'm going to start calling her Marie the Second. And the other one I'm just going to call Marie Marie the the First. first. (laughs) That's the original one, the mom. So Marie the Second, the daughter, uh, she became more and more powerful. And she was making voodoo more and more popular. She actually would, like, invite journalists and all these different people over to write papers and print stories about voodoo and even like come like do look at like the demonic side of it which mm-hmm. I thought was stupid and I was like that's yeah, dumb. Yeah because that's not promoting the good side yeah. of the voodoo and you're going to be in jail. <laughs> yeah and they're going to really hate it. Hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people would blame Marie II for performing dark magic and making many people sick or hexing them. They would think you know, she's gonna, if somebody got smallpox or something like that in the community, they'd be like, oh, she did it, you know, yeah. she's the reason why. They would try to press charges against her, but going up against the quote-unquote voodoo queen, Marie II, 
in a courtroom was a huge mistake because she would just do spells and stuff like her mom did. Like, mm -hmm. they claimed that her mom did to get out of it. But the difference was her mom was doing it to free her people. And she's doing it just to be a douche, I guess. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Um... The Catholic Americans began to make matters, make, to take matters into their own hands. Um, they started creating fights in the streets and, you know, against her people. And once again, it went back to that thing. Marie II decided to put curses against her enemies, black, lighting black candles and praying to God that they would become brittle and die. And she would also pray that their kids would be weak and sick. There is no knowing if it actually worked, obviously. But so many people, when they found out what she was doing, um, they decided not to cross her because they were scared. They were like, okay, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to bother her anymore. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was crazy. I'd be like, Psh. I'll, I'll I mean, if you don't believe in something, why are you worried? Why are you about worried? It? Like, yeah. yeah, people are like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe it, but like, I'm not gonna step on your toes. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's kind of the same thing. Like, I'm not, I don't know if like witchcraft well, yeah. and stuff I don't actually know if voodoo exists. really exists. But or I'm voodoo, not but I'm not about theory. to piss yeah. somebody off. I'm not gonna be like, you know. You I'm practice gonna... witchcraft? You're so stupid. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, no, I'm you do good. you, boo-boo. That's yeah. great. Fine, whatever. Like, no, thank you. I'm fine. Um, in 1871, Marie the First, the original voodoo queen, thank you very much, um, she completely renounced voodoo without any explanation. She... So... Yeah, I was... Sorry, y'all. I had to pause because of my child. So, yeah. What I said was she completely renounced voodoo without any kind of explanation. So, then she retreated permanently to the cottage. And she kind of filled it with rosary and crosses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, it's... I mean... I don't know. I thought that was really strange. Um, the youngest daughter, Philomene, would take care of her mother and... You know, the new quote-unquote voodoo queen, Marie, she was still doing her dark magic stuff in the back room. Um, when Marie the first started renouncing voodoo, sh she claimed later on, um, she said it was because voodoo had become really dark and wasn't what she practiced all those years ago. Mm. I think maybe she was actually, she was just scared for her soul and maybe she thought, she was gonna She die. saw her daughter, you know, doing some evil stuff with yeah. voodoo. And, yeah, she was probably just scared for her soul. I mean, I don't know. I know that during the time that she was, like, feeble and stuff, mm -hmm. she would go to nursing homes and stuff like that and talk to people. And, um, so she still kind of... That was another thing, like, if she was still going to the nursing homes, it's like... Her, she was older. I guess people just automatically assumed that Marie II was definitely the voodoo queen still because, you know, like, she never aged. Yeah. But who the hell did they think the old lady was? I don't know. Like, people just some random, random old, old lady? Like, random old lady? Why wouldn't she get older? Did they think it was her mom? 
Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. But it's, I just still go back to that every time. I'm like, okay. Anyways, Marie the first and Philomene never talked about the oldest daughter, Marie the second. Actually, in interviews, they would be like, yeah, she doesn't live here anymore. And Marie II was becoming very reclusive to the point that most people thought that she was, like, dead or that she never even existed at all. Like, she was just becoming a hermit, I guess. I think something happened. And that's why, like, something went down. And something Marie went down. the first yeah. was like, you know what? No more voodoo. Get out of my house. Something must have happened. So, this part's crazy. According to people at the St. John Eve Feast... Like, the, almost the last one they ever really did for a while. Marie II, she wasn't there, which they thought was weird. But the pra- pra- the people that were practicing voodoo, they just said, okay, we'll go ahead and start without her. Well, they started mm-hmm. doing the rituals and they lit the bonfire. Well, as they lit the bonfire and they were chanting and stuff like that and praying and doing their dances, um, lightning struck the bonfire. And then all of a sudden, Marie II comes up out of nowhere. She all of a sudden immersed from the lake, mm-hmm. Lake Pontchartrain, with burnt candles in her hands. And after the feast, she did, you know, her normal feast stuff and what she was supposed to do. But after the feast, she walked back towards the lake. And she, everybody else stopped on the shoreline, but she kept continuing to walk. Mm-hmm. And she never stopped. And she just kind of went under the water. Super creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when she did that... A lot of people said that they didn't see her for nine days. But then there are other people that said she just went out there and drowned. So, some people said they never saw her again after that. And then some people say that they saw her like nine days later. But no one knows exactly what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, to her. Um, After 1873, no one spoke about Marie II again. Not even the people in her family. Marie I died in... 1881, and Philomene went to the district courthouse with Marie II's uh, son, mm-hmm. and they both swore, under oath, they swore mm-hmm. that she had died 19 years ago. By what? Did they say what? How? Well, she had died 19 years ago, Marie II had died 19 yeah. years ago in 1862. So if she would have died, who the hell was the woman walking around for 10 years saying that she was the voodoo queen. Who was that? I mean, no one actually knows. Was it like her ghost or... Yeah, nobody actually knows what happened to Marie II and voodoo was like never really as powerful again. I think that her sister just probably lied because they didn't... They wanted people to believe that Marie Laveau was the only one and she was the only voodoo queen and maybe that she did never age but then she just eventually died yeah. but they never wanted to be associated with her sister because Marie the second like they even would say they didn't like they didn't want to be associated with her they didn't have anything to do with her so uh, towards the end they actually said that she didn't even live in the house anymore she was just like she just gone she just vanished I don't know her <laughs> like what? did they say how she died the second? Yeah. Well, all we know is that she showed up at that ritual one night 
walked up out maybe that bitch she, in the water yeah. and then just maybe she decided to just die then. maybe she just decided yeah so it's a lot of like crazy like creepy magic stuff going on you see what i'm saying all of, all of the it just doesn't all connect and you're like what's going on yeah i want to know what's really going on yeah <laughs> um when philomene died they tore down the cottage and built a new house in its place mm-hmm. however the house that stands there today in the place is very very haunted figured people say i want to go people say that they <laughs> people say i want to go people say that they could hear uh chanting and drumming and stuff like that going on and odd things would happen throughout the house sometimes they would say that they would see like they would hear the chanting and stuff and then they'd go downstairs and there'd be like a feather you know Just, laying somewhere yeah um the Laveau family tomb is located at St. Louis Cemetery, Louise Cemetery, um, and thousands come every year to visit. Many leave gifts, like, at the, at the tombstone, mm-hmm. and they will leave them and, ho- and, and make, a, like, a wish or say a prayer or something like that, and they'll come back a year later, and if their prayer was answered or if their wish was granted or whatever Mm -hmm. um they'll put an x on her tomb or the the family tomb and to this day there's like hundreds and thousands of x's to show that their prayer came true true. yeah wow so people think that she's still like from the grave granting wishes i guess (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah i guess still doing voodoo um do people still do voodoo today? Yeah. So, in New Orleans, has in the last 20th century, obviously, it became a very tourist destination. And voodoo has become a huge part of that culture. So, African-American families in the community opened up shops and sold charms, Grigory bags, mm-hmm. candles, dolls, and other magical Im- implements. And Granny, I think our Granny even has like a voodoo doll. She has, like, two voodoo dolls really? that she bought, like, at a shop in New Orleans. That's yeah. cool. So, just, like, a little, you know, something like that. A lot, though, who practice voodoo seriously, like, in the community, they don't do it, like, they do it away from the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these authentic practicer, practitioners, I'll get it in a minute, assume more of a public role in the community. People today can like visit you can go to the um new orleans historical voodoo museum that's what it's called mm-hmm. it's located let me give you guys the location real quick drop it down <laughs> seven two four <laughs> seven two domain 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 street. street in the french quarter. french quarter um i haven't been there i don't know why i haven't been there i've probably passed by it i actually think i have passed by it a few times but i had just haven't went in but i want to go now um, New Orleans is, like, one of the main places to go learn about voodoo. voodoo. If you want to practice voodoo, you can go there and you can learn how to do it. Or, if you just want to go and, like, figure out the history and stuff like that. Are those voodoo dolls that Granny got, are they in the cabin that we have? Yeah. <gasps> yeah, but they're not, like, but, they weren't ever used. But, like, my story about... The little girl. The little girl. Yeah. Maybe it's because of that. I don't know. She also has, like, these weird 
Granny has weird stuff. She has like this. <laughs> she's listening to this. Sorry, Granny. <laughs> um, she also has like that. You know that doll that she has. That one doll that she has that's in there. And oh, it, the big doll. I think she got that from somewhere in New Orleans as well. I don't know. Granny get our Granny gets stuff from a lot from antique shops, and yeah. that's all good and grand. But you guys, just a friendly reminder here from your. Uh, freak podcaster. If you buy anything from a uh, antique shop, just you know, no dolls, Flea market, no, no dolls. dolls. Let's just not let's not go there. Let's go there. Uh, really, any I mean, there's anything you buy from the flea market could have a ghost attached to it or a demonic presence. But I just don't like buying stuff like that from from flea markets. Yeah. And like stuff. if it's like I don't know, like. A guitar, then yeah, that'd be fine. Or something Maybe, that yeah. might not have, but like a doll or like a ch- even a child's dress. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like a hat. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, anyways, yeah, that's it. That's the story of Marie Laveau, which I thought was pretty interesting. So basically, she was the voodoo queen of New Orleans, and her daughter just kind of swooped up in there and was like, "I got this, mom." Go die yeah. up in the attic somewhere. <laughs> Don't come out. And she went in hard. <laughs> hardcore. She was like, oh, well, I'm going to go all in. Yeah. I'd she be too scared to do that. I mean, hell, I'm scared to just walk well, into that- a haunted house. Not, like, have candles all around and be yeah. like, yeah, you can come here. It's fine. Yeah. Come on, guys. I'm ready. No, I couldn't do that. Also, like, that's another thing I was wondering. So, in the American Horror Story... Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not, you know, it's a show. Yeah. But I'm sure they tried to take some history from it. So, yeah, what if, like, the Marie Laveau children, even great-great-great-great-grandchildren look like her, and it's just... Just they all they look all like her? Look like, like her. So strong... they all thought that it was just her? Yeah. <laughs> a strong so, gene. I don't know. I don't know if there's any, um... Descendants. I couldn't find that. I'm sure that there is. There's probably descendants of her. And you guys, there's also a voodoo village in Memphis, Tennessee. Our mom's actually been there a long time ago in the 80s. Um, But it's still there today. I looked it up. And I was going to kind of throw that in here. But there's actually a whole bunch of stuff wrapped in that one that I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that'll take. That might be a whole other episode. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, anyways, but yeah, that's it. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. So next week, I think I want to do. I want to. I don't know. I'm on a fence. I either want to do the Lacey Peterson case. I've never heard that. Yeah, you have. I've told you. It's the woman that was pregnant. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Um, but that everybody knows about yeah, that. Yeah, but one. everybody, yeah, because yeah. of the Netflix. Netflix and and and. There's a show on Hulu, Scott and Lacey Peterson and all that. Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking, what if we did, like, a, pick, like, a serial killer or not even a serial killer, like, a murder, you know, spree or something like that from every state. Like, one from every state and did, like, all 50 states. We could do that. Yeah, I thought that would be pretty cool. We could start that, like, series. But I don't know. If you guys have any, um, 
idea what ideas what you want us to do next just you know comment down below i know we did have one person that wanted us to do the monolith have you seen that in utah the structure, the alien-like structure that came up. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> I posted it on our Instagram. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, but I posted that on our Instagram. And I am going to do a podcast about that, you guys. But I'm kind of waiting for more information. Because I know they found another one. Another one of these structures in Romania. But it wasn't exactly the same. And I th- really think that the one that they found in Romania, somebody was trying to like copy. Because it really looks like... It was kind of soldered together. Um, but if you know what I'm talking about, then then you know. Uh, <laughs> then you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll try to do that if more information comes out about it. Because right now, I mean, I don't have really, and there's not enough information out there. It'd be like a 13-minute podcast. Yeah, I mean, it would be super short. Yeah. So, yeah. If you guys have any ideas of what you would like for us to do next, just comment down below. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lovely Freaks Podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook at Lovely Freaks Podcast or The Lovely Freaks Podcast. I'm not sure what it is on Facebook. Um, And like I said at the beginning, you can also go to Instagram. Click on our link in the bio and it'll take you to all of our social media. And I think that's it. Yep. Yep. So, thanks guys for stopping by. And we'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye.